This is the way we really live the lives that we should live for ourselves. Welcome to your Journey to Joy podcast. I'm your host, Moira Gorski, and I'm on a mission to help you find joy in the chaos of life. As a retired nurse, multi-passionate entrepreneur, and mom of four adult children, I know what it's like to feel the overwhelm of it all and wonder if and when the joy will show up again. And I've learned it's up to us to go find that joy. On this show, you will hear inspiring stories from those who have overcome all kinds of life challenges, tips on how to stay healthy and vibrant during the ups and downs of life, and simple ways on finding joy in your own life. Let's face it, life is messy, yet when we travel together on this journey, support and encourage each other along the way, that joy starts to show up again. I'm so excited to lead you on this journey of you to find the joyful life that you deserve. Well, welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Moira Gorski, and um, I am excited today to bring one of my guests to you, um, the, somebody that I've met along the way, as I say, um, Diana Hartley is joining me today. She is coming to talk with us today, and we're just going to have a really cool discussion about highly sensitive people as we talk, as I've switched the focus here of my podcast to really talk about joy. We're going to talk about joy. But Diana is a, she's an entrepreneur that is just so passionate about helping coach people, train people, um, just work with people that have what she calls this highly sensitive, you know, highly sensitive personality and really what that means. And what I hear from what she shared with me is that she really gets to know the people that she works with. And as she gets to know them and really gets to know what makes them tick and things like that, she really designs programs or her conversations around how she can really uh, tune into that and thus help them, you know, strive and live better lives. So before I go any further, um, Diana, thank you for uh, joining me today on my podcast. Well, thank you. It's a great pleasure to be here. And it's always really fun to talk about this subject because there are many people that don't even know they are highly sensitive. Mm -hmm. And how did you find, you know, as we start, we always start these these uh, shows, like kind of how did you find yourself where you're at today? Like, how did you discover this highly sensitive, you know, personality, if you will, um, that would lead you towards wanting to help them? Well, I am one. That's how I discovered that. Mm -hmm. Even as a child, and and often people know they are. Uh, people will say to you, "You're too sensitive. You're too dramatic." You you'll hear this stuff because we we're full of life and we're full of energy, and we have a particular ability because of the way our brain functions to be able to hear and see more than other people. But when you're a kid, you know people aren't going, "Oh, what a brilliant thought that is." I mean, unless you have the most amazing parents, so. You get shut down. That part of you is not accepted in this society. Oftentimes, probably 70% were extrovert, introverts, about 30% extroverts. And so we shut down that part of us because we realized this society was not built for us to flourish. So that's how I found out. I didn't know. And it was, it's been very painful. It is for a lot of us because there's so much inside of us that we know is true, but the outside world doesn't mirror that doesn't doesn't support our sensitivity or what our thoughts are about life. And so you start to follow what the other what 70% of the population does, 
but you're never happy. And there's a part of you that has a tremendous amount of emotion around that. Anyway, I, I could carry on. But but so you're saying sensitive in that because sometimes when I hear sensitive, like, oh, they're very fragile. They're very, you know, um, so that's, again, that's not what we're meaning by sensitive. It's really right. more um, sensing, being able to sense more. I think, you know, mm-hmm. it, use that word. And, and and it can be very daunting. And and the more I know about this, this, which I discovered that I was a highly sensitive person, took me until I was like 50, starting to read books. They're starting to come out. People are talking more and more about it, that so much of what I've done uh, was because I was sensitive, even sitting right in front of the, the teacher instead of in the back, because I'd be so busy watching everyone and taking in their energy that I wouldn't pay attention. Mm-hmm. And even I thought yesterday, the real reason that I like to go early to a job or wherever I go is to calm down and center before all the energy comes in because it can be overwhelming for us. Mm-hmm. It's pretty interesting stuff. It is interesting. And I think, um, I think that's, I mean, I'm glad that you explained that. And uh, again, I think people, certain, you know, one word or changing things a little bit can make a difference in the way that we um, understand things. And just that idea that you're more in tune, you're much more open. Um, Again, this is a show that I've talked for three years and interviewed people who have um, struggled with addictions. And when you have addictions, you're, you're numbing yourself out to the world with whatever you're choosing, if it's the drugs or the alcohol or the eating or the sex or the shopping or whatever, it's a a, a way of shutting yourself off to to the world because you can't deal with the world. And um, so I find it interesting that I've heard from others that I've interviewed, I've heard from my daughter, I've thought myself too, as I've gone through different healing and being coming more in tune with myself, like it is that matter of being much more open to the world and what's coming and being more in tune. And it can be really scary, especially if you've, if you've spent either, uh, you spent so much of your life numbing that out, or like you're saying, perhaps society has told you or your parents have told you or your teachers have told you you're just too you're too active and you're too involved or you're too this or that i was having a conversation when i was just on a trip last week about add and adhd sometimes people are you know they say that ty pennington that guy that's on the building channels Mm -hmm. and things like Mm -hmm. that that he's add and i'm like yeah but he's this really super dynamic it works you know it works but it works for him it does but i think this society we we want to put people into these lanes that they need to stay in, right? Yes. And the way that they need to act and behave as opposed to opening ourselves up and like being unique. Well, I don't think it's just our society. I think it's every society. I think it's the way the world functions and it's a way to control people. We can go into that. Highly sensitive people have more mirror neurons. They actually have a different neurology. Mm. So they're more sensitive to their environment, to their feelings. And talking about addiction, many, many highly sensitive people that have not discovered or learned about it, which is why I love educating people, go for addiction because their feelings are so intense. So they want to numb. You know, it's even more. Now, there is a range of sensitivity, but when you have a lot of this, let's say you're you're extremely sensitive, it's a not an easy life, you know, and you can't, mm-hmm. you do go to that. But if you learn that you are highly sensitive, you understand you're not alone, you're not crazy, you're not weird, you're not worthless, whatever, that you've been naming yourself because you don't fit into this society. Mm-hmm. 
it doesn't support the things that you need to thrive, then, you know, you go to addiction and, and suicide even mm-hmm. yeah. because it's so painful. But that's the whole point of what's been coming up. There's a lady named Elaine Aaron. She's a doctor. She was the one 30, 40 years ago. She, again, was a highly sensitive person. So she did the research on it. So it's Elaine Aaron, A-R-O-N. And then, uh, because I have her book right here, not that I have to show it, but then Judith Orloff is an MD at UCLA. She's a psychiatrist. How she got through school, as highly sensitive as she is, and she focuses also on helping people and writing books and how they can support themselves. Because highly sensitive people get overwhelmed with information. So all this stuff comes at you more than other people. And you tend to look like you're antisocial. Let's say you're in a group of people and you have too much coming in. You get exhausted and you go home. You get you you bring your car to an event because you're not sure and you want to escape. You're the first person to leave often. And then you go home and you you need to be quiet and and kind of drain out this energy that you've built up. It overwhelms you. And we're such heart people, talk about joy, that we have a tendency to care too much for everyone else, and we don't know how to take care of ourselves mm-hmm. and, and need, needing to learn that. Uh, but oftentimes, we've been told we're this or that or too much, and so we don't even know. We have a lot of false beliefs in our head about who we are because the society and the world did not understand our who we are. So we have to get rid of those things to be able to thrive and go to our heart and go to our joy, which is where our power is, and be able to be ourselves and dare to be authentic in that way and learn how to take care of ourselves. I was just thinking as when you're talking, there's things like the Enneagram or there's different personality tests or things like that that you can take. I mean, are there certain type of assessments of sorts that someone can can go through to kind of determine if they're wondering, like, maybe this is me, um, or is it these books to read? You know, how can somebody kind of figure out more about themselves? Well, I think the books, I started with a lady named Heidi Sawyer, and I think it was highly intuitive people. She was my first, and my hair stood up throughout the whole book. But I have an assessment on my website. Elaine Aaron has an assessment. I'm sure uh, Judith Orloff does. And it's very simple questions, you know. Uh, do you get overwhelmed? You know, even even people that are sensitive to to light, to sound, things that thank goodness I don't have, not to that degree. But that so they're in a concert, they have to run out, they can't handle it. Uh, so much depending on, I guess I don't know the complete research, and I'm sure there's going to be more done of these, you know, mirror neurons and how they act with your body and your psychology. But I have one, you know, real simple one right on my website, right on my homepage. And it was really interesting. I lead a group every two weeks of highly sensitive people. And and it's just kind of a support group in a way. And I bring a subject and then we talk and we're right there for each other. So um, I, for the new people, I'd hand this to them. And it's amazing. If they are, they go, Oh, my God. I mean, yeah, I've answered every one of them. Some of them I've gotten over, but that's me. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't know. And oftentimes, it's hard to get people to come because they're so sensitive. They're afraid to come into a new group. But Mm -hmm. there are many just simple assessments of situational things that happen that, you know, do you react to this? Do you react to that? You know, how do you feel when and and all of that? Yes or no kind of thing. So that's a real simple thing to go to my website and look that up mm-hmm. or go to these books and and take the tests. 
Yeah, well, it's got to be very comforting when someone can do something like that and then feel like, wow, I've got some answers to what how exactly. I've been feeling for so long, or I feel like they're not alone. You know, that's what I always say about this podcast too. When you hear stories of people that have struggled and overcome and stuff like that, I just want people to feel like they're not alone in this world. And that's that's a good, you know, again, I've I've been reading an Enneagram book. So that's why I bring it up again. You know, the more that I've um, you know, I because someone on my team said, what's the Enneagram and how do I determine? So there's a quiz that you can take, it's so many questions. But as I learned more about the Enneagram for myself, as well as my husband, what his number in, it's helping me just understand our dynamic better, understand him better, understand myself better, and how I show up in the world. And really that, and how he's showing up in the world, and sometimes those idiosyncrasies that I think is, oh, what's he doing there? I think he might be a highly sensitive person with some of the things that you're talking (laughs) about, but, but he does. He has... He's very intuitive. He's very empathic. And he's very selective with who he spends his time with because there is that energy. He just, again, gets very in tune to other people and what's going on. And sometimes it's, like you said, it can be overwhelming and too much. And so I've called him antisocial many times, but it's really more that he's much more selective. And so I think I bring that up because it, you know, I think there's a lot of similarities there with what you're, what you're saying and who you're helping and again, and it's just, a, it's, there is a type. There definitely is. What are his numbers? What are his letters? E-N something or other, right? Do you know? Well, with, or, um, with the Enneagram, it's, um, it's a number. So he's a, oh, that's he's right. a five. That, that's, I'm thinking you know. the, yeah, Myers-Briggs. But, um, you know, he could, I think with people like us too, do we enjoy deep conversation? We can't stand small talk. Mm-hmm. We just like gone, you know, we, so we're really selective. So we want to be around people because that helps us express and really enjoy our creativity because we have a lot yeah. of creativity. And when it comes to antisocial, a lot of it can be when you just get overwhelmed and you and and you just need to have time out. It's like, I'm coming home, sweetheart, and I'm going to go inside and just relax and I'm going to play some music. I'll be out in 10 minutes. Right. Knowing that that is the kind of thing and that they they let go of whatever over overstimulation in a sense they've experienced and that's what they need to do. They can't keep going. Um, yeah. When I, I was doing corporate training and I had a partner who was very similar to me and I mean, it, you know, that's from seven in the morning till five in the night and with a smile and you're up front, rah, rah, no matter what, you know, after those classes, I would be dragging. And so would she. But the extroverts were going out for drinks and going to eat. And we just went home and went fell into bed mm-hmm. because it was so much that we had experienced. So, you know, that that's part of it. I think it's the more you know this, the more you can learn to take care of yourself and the more that you can train almost your friends and family how to treat you so that they're not, mm-hmm. well, you know, we're doing that. Why aren't you or whatever? Teaching them that you have different needs is huge. Right. Um, even in the workplace, which is what I would like to get out there and do more is educate people in the workplace about their sensitive people so that they can give him instead of being in a big open space with fluorescent lighting, which doesn't work, they get some a, a private place, a little bit of a privacy place because mm-hmm. that's what they need. So it's not too much stimulation. Right, right. And the fact that there's nothing wrong with that, right? If that person right. is that particular way, um, 
that again, that's where they're going to best thrive. I feel like um, this whole shift in how people are working, if they're in the office, out of the office, you know, that's got to be an interesting, you know, remote or not remote or things like that. That's it's an interesting time as things change around with that. But I mean, you, you said you use the words like teaching your friends how to how you are. I mean, it's, it's, that's what boundaries are, right? You know, as we learn to set those boundaries, um, like, hey, this is what's important to me. And regardless of what you think, you know, but I love that definition of boundaries. It's really how boundaries is about teaching other people what's, you know, how to treat you and what's important to you, right? And making sure that you have that boundary, so that you can take care of yourself. And I think, you know, from my my support group has been going on for about a year, almost a year. I can't believe it. Every two weeks. And um, there are people in there that really have boundary problems or came in with boundary problems. And, you know, because they overgive because and this is where the narcissist can tell about us. Narcissists are drawn to highly sensitive people because they know they can feel they could, you know, we're just ready. We have no boundaries that way mm-hmm. because we're not taught that. And so she, you know, was talking about being exhausted or just even angry that these people would come to her and just being able to explain to her about how to do that. And again, to me, it's communication, learning how to communicate without getting angry or whatever, but trying to explain no, it's not right for you when you're at work and I'm not to call me all the time at home. You know, mm. being able to feel safe that she could give those instructions to someone and not feel guilty mm-hmm. because she sourced it. And then she had this terrible guilt about the world falling apart. And so she was depressed all the time. And it's like, but you can't do anything that you have to take care of yourself. What can you do that's small that will nourish you, but you can't be worrying about the world all the time. So a lot of shift in thinking and and it has to happen and a lot of getting rid of or transforming beliefs that say I'm not good enough, that I'm not, I'm worthless, I I'm not like everyone else, I I can't be out there like an 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 extrovert, and 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 whatever you were taught as a child, trying to really sift through that to be able to find your own love, self love, because mm-hmm. maybe you didn't get it because of that, or didn't get it, and it was taught to you, but except you are a sensitive, and that you got to put that part away and shut it down. So a lot of people shut down their intuition, mm-hmm. which is the number one thing that we have, really, that connects us. That's where the joy is and the connection to spirit. And we're heart people. That's why we're so generous with our time and attention. But we, And so we put away all that other stuff and learn to trust ourselves. Well, I'm on that journey myself. I mean, I <laughs> was raised in a very, you know, loving home and three other siblings. And um, but I always felt like I was different from them. And I am, <laughs> but I took it to believe that, you know, when I was different than them, then there was something wrong with me. Right. You know, but now that I've learned more about myself and who I am and my uniqueness of me and that I'm an Enneagram four, and that's all we're all about that is being authentic and unique and sitting in that and accepting that and saying, this is me and not apologizing for who I am, but it's taken time to become aware of that myself and again, be okay with it. And yes, yeah, my, my sisters are this and my brother is this and they're very similar. You know, they're all these anal- very analytical and, and I'm not <laughs> I'm much more, much more heart centered. And I want to go deep in the conversations and I, I just care and like, let's have these wonderful conversations. I don't really want to talk about 
math and investments. And <laughs> just, you know, but again, I took that to believe because that was so much of the conversation. And I'm much more, exactly. um, I'm much more social than any of my other siblings, you know, and, and I wasn't the top A student and, you know, but I still got good grades. I still was a B student, nothing wrong with that. But, you know, again, when there was this discrepancy, right. I took that to believe that there was something, it was a negative. But, you know, again, I think that with anything highly sensitive or all of these things, it's like just becoming more aware of who you are and being okay with accepting that and um, putting yourself out into the world the way that God uniquely made you. And like you said, the intuition, just trusting that and staying away from that codependency or what are they going to say? Or I feel guilty about this or data, all of, you know, on and on and on. Like, no, I'm going to sit and see how it feels for me. And that kind of thing, being more intuitive can really be. Well, you know, and I think if you follow your intuition, which, you know, sometimes if you, if you've been highly sensitive for a long time, you might have a lot of fear to do that. But the more you do it, even though it could be really scary to be able to be really honest that way, because people are not used to it. You know, mm -hmm. this is the way you do things. You, your intuition will eventually lead you to where you're supposed to be. And it could be a journey, you know, because you won't necessarily fit into a place, but maybe that's the wrong place for you to be, let's say, in a job, because they, they're they not going to accept you. So there you are hunkering down like this, not being yourself and eventually being miserable and having to quit mm. because it's not the right place. So your intuition will lead you, it, 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 you know, it's a real process to develop it and trust it, you know, and go to yourself and what do I feel right now to be able to know what that is. But that that's the truth for you. And, you know, the world has been about separation and control and, you know, all these hierarchies and all these people have money and all these people are poor. The more we become who we are, the less control they have over us. So we weren't exactly taught to be ourselves. This is the new consciousness that has come about as, as the energy has changed and as more, more people are meditating, more people are exploring themselves, but it's breaking the old patterns and people don't like it because they want to be able to mm -hmm. control us and so forth. But this is the way we really live the lives that we should live for ourselves mm -hmm. and finding out what that is and where we should be. And even listening to you, your evolution, how you're evolving, what you're doing, that you're paying attention to what it is that you, that what's coming up now, just like you said in the workshop you had and and how this thing is blooming. And then synchronously, your friend gives you that acronym. I can't remember what it is, but you know, I mean, synchronicity comes mm -hmm. because the universe right. is supporting you being who you are. And it's pretty cool. It's very cool. And it is that, you know, people can say, oh, I'm not going to meditate because it's too woo-woo. It's too, but for that very reason, like we just said, like, that's why we should be meditating, because it's a matter of sitting down, or you can stand up, whatever, lay down, but being quiet and blocking everything else out and being quiet and then feeling, you know, like, feeling and hearing and, like, you know, that kind of thing. Like, that meditation is that quiet time of really getting in tune to ourselves and what we need, what we're feeling. And there's so much, even if it's 10 minutes a day, there's so much magic in that time. That's serving us, like you said, not taking in the every whatever the world is saying. It's really about tuning into us. And the earlier you learn that, you know, the better it is because you'll create a life that you really want for yourself. And 
maybe, you know, certain things as, as a creative person that you've suppressed. So you became a, an accountant, but you hate it, but you're not so you're disconnected so much from yourself, especially if you're sensitive, that that's what you were told to do, but you hate it. So you have this terrible conflict inside it. And once you allow yourself to to listen to you, to pay attention and have, take those baby steps to express that, then just like with synchronicities show up, you know, jobs show up, people show up that support who you are. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. And I mean, it really is just about being ourselves, finally letting ourselves be ourselves. And I think everyone in the world thinks they're not good enough because that's what has come down through the centuries right. so that people controlled us. And then there was advertising and social media and you have to have this and you have to, and it's just because you're never good enough and you have to fix your eyes and you have to have plastic surgery or whatever, mm-hmm. or you have to learn all these things to fit in and or do this kind of marketing program or you'll never succeed. And, you know, with me, you'll, you know, and it's all it's all other people wanting your money. And is it really right unless you really know it's right for you? You've got to check in with yourself. It's it's such a noisier world these days with so many things coming at our way, right? With the news and social media and this TikTok video and this, that, and you know, all of that. And it's just we're being bombarded with that. And um, and it's 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 not helping. It's helping, you know, it's it can be good, but it's really not helping in so many ways because of that. Like you said, it's just bombarding people with other people's ideas and thoughts. Right. And it's then harder to tune into what, you know. Well, and then they think there's something wrong with them and then they start to punish themselves or drink too much or get addicted to something mm-hmm. because they don't know how to connect and know that they're okay no matter what. They're perfect, actually. They just don't know that yet. And so, you know, the sooner they can get into a process, if they're sensitive or not. Mm -hmm. People are sensitive anyway. People are intuitive. This is just a brain thing where they can be highly sensitive because of what their mind works. And that's really important to understand. Mm -hmm. So you could take care of yourself and you don't hurt yourself uh, trying to fit in and be like others. The pandemic was... uh was an interesting time and it was, you know, bad, but it was also, I've, I've, I've met so many people that during that time, they realized as you use that example, you know, I'm an accountant and I'm miserable and I don't want to do this. And so they were stuck at home and they were doing this and they decided they were going to do something different and they were going to follow their heart and they were going to follow. And so, cause I, again, I network quite a bit and you know, you talk with, I talk with people and they're like, I'm like, well, when did you start your business? How long have you been doing your business? Well, right. it's two and a half years or it's three years or, you know, it's like, wow, then that you created this during that. And I think that's what's exciting about that terrible time that we went through is it did help people. It got them, you know, obviously shut off from many things, but many of them then discovered during that time, you know, I don't think I want to do this anymore, but I'm going to, you know, life is short. We don't know what's going to happen sometimes. And so I'm going to take it upon myself to do yes, what feels good to me and figure out that out. And and I'm finding there's these people that have started these new ventures and these new business. They're super happy because they realized I've lived my life the last 25 years, the last 40 years this way, and it's not serving me. Right. So I'm going to find something that serves me better. Brought to you by Gorski Wellness and the possibility of a better you. Are you feeling sluggish? Ready for a change? Need more energy? Up for a bigger challenge? I'm Moira Gorski, retired nurse and wellness advocate. 
For over 22 years, I've been helping people live healthier lives while making small changes each and every day. Those small changes lead my clients to living a healthier lifestyle with markedly better health. As a brand ambassador for the Shackley Corporation, the most clinically proven wellness company in the world, I guide my clients to make healthier choices each day with their food, supplements, skin care, workouts, and mindset. They say getting started is half the battle. Let's make healthy happen together. If you're ready for simple, natural, sustainable solutions to feeling and looking your best, let's connect. You'll find a link in the show notes or reach out to me at moiragorski.com. Here's to a better you. And I think for this community, the highly sensitive community, it's even more important just to be able to, you know, I don't know how many are on antidepressants or going to therapists more and more. And oftentimes I found that at this point, not that many therapists, unless maybe the top tier understand what that is. So you'll go in and they'll go and they'll try to traumatize you by going, making you go back to your past, which is re-traumatizing instead of understanding that they're different and working with them in a different way. They don't know. And so it could be dangerous. Or, you know, I, I this one girl uh, was a daughter of a chamber of commerce marketing person in New Jersey. And and I wanted to work with her, at least talk to her, just have conversations. And in the end, she said, look, I'm mentally ill. And I'm, 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 you know, and she absolutely, and she was gorgeous, young, just graduated from college and defined herself as mentally ill and couldn't hear me. She had been mm. so brainwashed to think she was mentally ill, you know, so hopefully at some point in the future, maybe by now she's opening up to the fact that, no, this is, this is where her, the way her brain is. And parents oftentimes have a lot of problems. It seems with highly sensitive children, I just shut off. So they didn't have any problem with me. That was it. I wasn't going to fight for it. But a lot of times mm. they just, the parents will say to me, oh, my, I'm pulling my hair. I don't know what to do because they're so different um, and expressive and all of that. And maybe in a conservative home, again, it's just such a contrast mm. to that or mental, very mental. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and, and so, you know, the educational piece, the awareness that you might be this kind of a person, the celebration that it's we're thirty percent of the population, which is pretty big. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I feel sorry for those people in countries where women are even more suppressed, and they're like that because it might not be so easy to then blossom. But we are lucky in this country; we have the freedom to be able to little by little become more like who we are. So we really need to feel, we need to educate ourselves right. and 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 read these kind of books. And and there are other, you know, therapists on online that that are working with people like this as well. So mm-hmm. mine is more educational and teaching them communication. So once they, you know, are starting to come out to, to communicate with people. How do you do that? Because I love communication. I have a background in broadcasting. I was a trainer that went out and did presentation skills and so forth. And amazing. I'm supposed to be an introvert, but I love teaching so much that I could do that. And to be able to, you know, just learn how without offending anyone or, you know, them pushing back, what what brilliance, what strategy can you form to explain to your mom or your dad or your sister that you're different. So communication, teaching them how to communicate to people in a sensitive way, paying attention to where these people are at 
in their style so that they hear you mm. and not just bombarding them or coming out and saying it because they won't hear you. Right. Yeah. So it's really important. That's very big part of my work is helping them communicate to the world, you know, who they really are. Yeah. Yeah. And I can, I can, I can, you know, see how that would be so, so, so important because again, I think when we're, when we're triggered or for, or if we're feeling again, sensitive or less than, or, and someone says something, we can tend to, you know, lash out in anger and frustration and things like that. But having the words to say and the ways to communicate with others is is really key in that. You and know, having, you, you, a, having a person to practice it with, let's say before the big Christmas holiday, you're going home to the family, that traumatic time for a lot of people, practicing, you know, about different people and how to communicate to them or how to not say anything at times. You know, they mm -hmm. might even say to you, and just, someone did this to me a few months ago, you're so, you're too sensitive. I'm like, oh my goodness, I haven't heard that in years. But learning, you know, learning and being prepared instead of uh, being scared or, oh my gosh, you know, my sister's going to start with me and she's going to try to get me into the fight we've been in and learning how to diffuse that by learning and practicing it before you go, mm -hmm. which is so empowering to have those tools. Oh, sure. Yeah. And so your I, ideal client or the those that you, I mean, you talked about trying to work with companies and things like that, corporations to do training there with their people. But, you know, is that where you really are drawn to or do you, what type of person do you really love to, to work the most with? I, you know, corporations are fine. It's, it's kind of an ongoing thing. I'm kind of split that way. It's not so easy to get in there with that. So that's fine. Again, this is new stuff, mm -hmm. you know, but they know that there are certain people that are different in their organizations that maybe are not fulfilling their potential. But I love to work with people that that are on that cusp of I'm I'm not happy something's wrong and I they could be very successful again the accountant mm -hmm. very successful I love that that moment in time when they go this isn't good enough what's going on and maybe they've read about highly sensitive people or taken a test somewhere those are the people that I love because then I can if they're open really open to change then I can really help them move through that. And that has a lot to do with just talking and listening to what they believe about themselves and turning that around and giving them other options of thought of how they can think about who they are. Well, I'm like this. Did you hear what you just said to yourself? You know, is that really true? Whatever. Mm -hmm. And then moving on with the communication and, and, and all of that. And what is it you truly want in your heart? Have you ever looked at that? You know, let's open that up and whatever. Very, it can be very creative. I could use the tools that I have, or I could come up with something in a session that's perfect for them. It just, it's, mm -hmm. I'm right there with them. And because I am so intuitive and tuned into them, I can know where to go with it. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, it's people that are ready because trying to fight with people that aren't, I've, I've done. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. It's not getting, it's not, it's not getting any place working with those that aren't. No, it never does for any of us. Right. So we need mm -hmm. people are that are poised to change that have the courage to try to change that feel you know would feel safe with me to let me explore with them and and yeah pretty much you know i again i'm not a therapist i'm a, i'm a mentor and a teacher and a trainer and mm -hmm. that's where i come from and and an educator because yeah. that's after learning what i've learned for myself and every day i'm growing 
There mm-hmm. is no stopping growing. There is no, right. you're coming to me and you will have the answer to life. No, this is the a step on your journey and you can always come back, but you know, it's an opening to a new life, the life that you really should be leading. Yeah. And, um, you know, as we wrap this up today, what, you know, besides, again, having that connection with you or going to your website to do that quick assessment, you know, what would it be a couple of things that you would, you know, I always like to talk to people about, like, what are the things that you could put in your tool belt every day to help you show up to be the best person or to help you overcome or things like that? What would you say are a couple of things? I mean, we've talked about many things today. But a couple of key things for people to do or keep in mind, um, you know, if they feel like this is their who they are. I think for anyone, and it's and it came through when I was teaching the presentation skills. The most important thing is to pause, is something, and to pay attention to your feelings and ask yourself what's going on, and do I want to do this? Try to start learning to check in with themselves. Mm-hmm. It's all about pausing, you know, just taking a moment, taking a breath, and then really what's going on here instead of just reacting, taking that time to respond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But to me, that's the biggest thing of all. Yeah, I did. Um, went through our course, uh, Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction, and that was just a big part of what they talked about is that noticing piece. I think that's what you're saying. When you pause, you give yourself a chance to notice what's going on around and then when we noticed and we're we know then how to make a better a choice we have choice but especially for people that maybe think a little bit from listening to this or if they go to my website or these books maybe i am highly sensitive maybe when they they go i got to get out of this room i you know i wish i had taken my car instead of oh that might be because i'm highly sensitive really trying to even slow down in that or oh she's right i don't like boring, you know, surface conversations. And it's hard to be with extroverts. It's too much paying attention to how you're reacting. Just like I discovered that I like to go early to work because I don't like the chaos. I want to ground first. And mm-hmm. it hit me this morning, how many years, that that is one of the reasons body knew to take care of me by going early. So I wouldn't have the chaos of everybody coming into the office. So paying attention, taking those moments to breathe, and then celebrating who you are, if that's the way you are, that you are sensitive. It's mm-hmm. if you can take care of yourself and you position yourself, we make great leaders. We're very empathic. We care about people. So it's important to get into occupations where we can give as long as we have clear boundaries because we have to give our love. It's just kind of what it is. And if we don't, mm-hmm. it backs up on us and it becomes very neurotic if they don't. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, where can they find uh, where can they find you, Diana? You talked about your website. Is it Diana? You know, just tell people where they can find you with your website. And yeah, it's called True Heart Training, which is very interesting because at, that came to me years ago, and it's been evolving. Uh, but it's true, you know, www true t r u a and h e a r t and just one T and then tr- raining. So there's just one T in the middle because you won't find it with two, t- mm-hmm. two T's, com, And that's my website. And uh, you can leave a message for me there. You can contact me. I do sessions, you know, mm-hmm. free sessions or, you know, complimentary sessions for 30 minutes. We can talk through it um, and we'll go from there. That's a good place to find me. Yeah, good. Because it will be solid too. Yeah. 
I'm just really, I don't know how many people really, we're starting to learn that we are like this, but I don't think there are enough resources yet. That's why I started my support mm-hmm. group. And I'm not but it does, it's really that it's every two weeks and we have a group that comes every week for a year just because they feel a sisterhood, they feel safe. They can say what they've gone through. And so trying to find people like that or friends mm-hmm. that can surround you that that are like that yeah. is really a key thing as you're growing into yourself. That's great. Yeah, really great. Thanks for sharing all this, Diane. It was really insightful. It's always insightful to chat with you. And I know my audience um, really love this too. You'll find all the, the uh, links in the show notes too, so that you can click through. And um, again, I do love that. And I just do recommend that people, if they're just wondering, like, again, what's different about me or am I different or just they're curious, having that curiosity, check out Diana's website, check out some of these books and just tune into it because again, this awareness that we have about ourselves and taking that time to pause can really help us cr- live into the person that we are really meant to be. Well, it affects your physical health. It affects your mental health. And it's like, oh, I'm okay. Oh, my goodness. How much fun. Mm-hmm. What can I do now to be me that that gives me joy, Right, which is your subject. So thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. Instead of shutting ourselves off to because we're not like that. Yes. We have to be like other people. Yes. Right. Exactly. And I don't, again, as people that know me, I just do not like to be down. You know, if you tell me that I have to do it this way, like all of the time, I'm like, uh, how about yeah. this way? <laughs> how about I tweak yeah. it just a little bit to make it mine? And that's the way I am. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it's wonderful because you're creative and you're opening the world up to new possibilities. That's your job. Yeah. Thanks, Diana, for being here. I appreciate that. And thank you, listeners. As always, continue to share these podcasts with others so that we can just spread this information so that we can really live out our best lives and filled with joy. Take care. Hey there. Ready to live a more joyful life? Considering connecting with someone who can help you? If so, I'd like to be that person. I offer a free consultation where we determine where the chaos is in your life and how you can learn to bring more joy each and every day. Visit my website, moiragorski.com, or simply email me, moira at moiragorski.com, with more joy in the subject line. I look forward to connecting, and I'm here to say there will always be some chaos, which requires a little juggling, but you can find joy and live your life intentionally filled with that joy. Let me help you on your journey to joy. And that's joy, the journey of you.